Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio and presented by Progressive Insurance with legendary guests on the Goodyear Hotline as we continue NBA Legends Week. Isaiah Thomas will join me live in 15 minutes, one of the true all-time greats. My buddy Booger will join me a little later today. The green list is fire. We got Bubba. We got Nuno. It is Michael Jordan's birthday. We're busy. Here we go. In his mind, he may be going to Carolina. That's the song. And is it the issue for Deshaun Watson? That's the only place to begin our program today. A new contender has emerged in a serious way for the services of Deshaun, and it is the Carolina Panthers. Again, reporting from our David Newton, who covers the Panthers. The Panthers will do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson, even if that means giving up three first-round draft picks and Christian McCaffrey. He says the owner, David Tepper, wants to win a Super Bowl and has made that clear. He understands it takes a marquee quarterback to do that. He says, if you look at recent history outside of Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, the quickest way to do it is to trade for a marquee quarterback and not draft one in the first round. Just ask Tampa Bay. That's our reporting from Carolina. And now let's get to the bottom line. Let's get to the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Carolina is going to become a place that players want to go. They have an extremely aggressive, very rich, sort of forward-thinking owner. They have a coach who is locked in there, Matt Rule. He, has, he is someone that I think a lot of people really like. Carolina is not a franchise that gets a lot of attention for a number of reasons. They don't have the history. They don't have the tradition. There are any number of reasons why people don't think of them all the time. But there are even more reasons why that could be an attractive place to wind up. For example, I will tell you, they have two excellent wide receivers. And you, sitting there in your car, don't even really know that. D.J. Moore and Robbie Anderson are excellent receivers. You give Deshaun Watson those two guys, he's in great shape. Great shape. He's made lesser players than that look great. You give Deshaun Watson that situation in Carolina, and I'll give you a sneaky good reason why that's a good spot to land. That division is old. Right now, the Panthers are certainly not the team to beat in the NFC South. But hold everything. Drew Brees is retiring. Tom Brady is 43. And Matt Ryan is definitely approaching the end of his tenure in Atlanta. The Saints are about to go to Jameis Winston. The Falcons are probably going to draft a rookie and go with at number four and go with that guy. If not this year, then next. And Brady, contrary to the evidence, cannot possibly do this forever. So if you're looking at this in the short term, it really depends on how you define the short term. The world will exist after 2021. And at that time, Carolina, I think, becomes a very attractive potential destination, especially for a kid who's from Georgia and went to Clemson. So that he's sort of a hometown guy in a variety of different ways, that the geography of it sort of factors in. That's a coach I think a lot of people want to play for, and it's a better team than you realize. So that becomes a real interesting possibility. When the Texans decide that they are going to trade away Deshaun Watson, which they will, watch Carolina be a very aggressive pursuer. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, there are so many of these quarterback machinations to come, but there are three that currently stand above the rest because of the stature of the players involved and what is at stake for each guy and their current and future teams. And they are Deshaun Watson, currently of the Texans, Carson Wentz, currently of the Eagles, And Dak Prescott currently without a contract in the strangest relationship ever with the Dallas Cowboys. And in fact, that's how I was thinking about this last night. 
we're going to analyze these circumstances like they are romantic relationships and tell you how they're going to wind up. Deshaun Watson has filed for divorce. He's done. Lawyers are going over the prenup, and he's like, I don't care what it says, I'm out. The marriage is over. I've moved my stuff out. You can keep the house. I'm already dating. My friends are setting me up. I might play the field for a little while, but I'm looking to get right back into a serious relationship. You're going to be seeing pictures of me with my new sweetheart on Instagram real soon with all kinds of emojis and hearts, and it's going to destroy you inside. That is where Deshaun Watson and his relationship with the Texans is. Dak Prescott, I think he's put the Cowboys in the friend zone. You know, I used to think we were meant for each other, but you know what? Let's just be friends. You just can't give me what I need. I'm not mad. I get it. Let's be friends. We'll always care about each other. We'll show up at each other's weddings someday. We'll say nice things. We'll give courtesy likes to each other's social posts. It'll never get ugly, but we're not getting married. We're friends. I'm just waiting for the right someone to come along and sweep me off my feet. That is how Dak feels about Dallas. And then finally, there's Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction with the Philadelphia Eagles. Is that a reference that hits home with you? He is putting the rabbit in the boiling water. If I can't have you, nobody can. Are you so crazy about Jalen Hurts? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you fire the coach, tear apart the locker room, leave town without a word, and now as you try to move on, I'm going to make it near impossible for you to get anything close to a good deal. So I am burning this place down on my way out. And just when you think it's over, I'm going to pop up out of a bathtub with a large knife. That is the relationship Carson Wentz has with the Philadelphia Eagles. I hope that is a reference that hits home with most people. Parenthetically, that's a great movie. But that is what the NFL is right now. It has become the greatest soap opera ever. That's so unlike them. That's always been the business of basketball. And to some degree, baseball. Now it has become absolutely the business of pro football. And I, for one, love it. Because we haven't even mentioned all the other quarterbacks currently in play. What a month this is going to be. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua Tungavailoa, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, plus five guys drafted in the first half of the first round. All this is circling around us. And it's not anywhere near stopping. Shefty has set the over-under at 18 on the number of teams that will have different season-opening starting quarterbacks from one year to the next, from last year to this. That would be a new record. 16 is the most ever. 16, which is half the league. 18 would be more than that. So just fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride over these next few weeks, and we will be here just basking in it and talking about it with you every single day. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. We roll along on ESPN Radio. I am Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. And the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas will join me live in 30 seconds on the Goodyear Hotline as we continue NBA Legends Week. We had Dr. J yesterday. We'll have a few other all-time greats as the week goes on. Again, Isaiah Thomas in 30 seconds after this moment for some straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. And again, it is my pleasure to welcome one of the true all-time greats, the one, the only, Isaiah Thomas, is with us on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Isaiah Thomas. Good morning. How are you? And I, and I like it that you have a 30-second shot clock. <laughs> yeah, it's at college now. You know, if, if I make it to the pros, we'll make it 24. We'll see how that goes. So the last time I saw you, we were both getting off of the same plane in Miami for the Super Bowl last year, having no idea that the world was about to change in every conceivable way. How have you been through all this? Um, surprisingly good. Um, you know, and thank you for asking, and I hope you and your family and everyone is uh, safe and healthy. Uh, but it, it's, uh, it's been an interesting time. Uh, but it, it's also been a, a good time in terms of just um, self-exploration and also uh, just getting reacquainted back with, um, you know, with family and friends. Because, you know, you travel so much in our sport and in our business and our profession that we never really get a chance to stop. And I think uh, the virus has made us all stop and recalibrate, you know, the things that are important to us in our lives. I'm with you. I'm with you again. I'm glad to hear that you are well. And so let's get right into it here. Bunch of basketball stuff I want to do. And then and then as I'm doing with the legends this week, I want to hear some great old stories. But let's start with the Nets. Um, you know, you put those three guys together right now. Again, James Harden won the game last night in Phoenix without KD or Kyrie. But assuming those three guys are together and healthy when we get to the playoffs, what do you figure the Brooklyn Nets are going to be? I think they're going to be a as exciting as we're, we're, we're watching now offensively. I think those three, you know, together, arguably, um, you, you probably would have to say they're the, they're the, they're the, the three best perimeter players on the team, uh, from a scoring standpoint that's ever played together. Uh, or you could say maybe they're the second because, you know, there was Harden, Westbrook and Durant. Mm-hmm. Now you got, Kyrie, uh, Harden, and, and Durant. But, you know, those players out on the perimeter, uh, they're, just as, they're just as good as anybody who's ever done it from, um, you know, those, those three together. But my concern, Greeny, is that, you know, I, I still believe defense wins championships. And I've seen a lot of great offensive teams, whether it be in football, basketball, baseball, or hockey. When you run up against a great defensive team, 
um, and, and, and you have great offense, but you don't have defense to support your great offense, then upsets can happen. And my fear with, with, with Brooklyn is that uh, if they don't get it together on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know if they can win a championship strictly by just outscoring people. The numbers would suggest they cannot. No team that ever ranks as low in total defense as they do. As of before last night's game, they were 27th in the league in defense since they got hardened. I haven't updated that since yesterday. They played one more game. But no team anywhere near that bad on defense has ever won a championship. So we will see. Greeny and Isaiah Thomas on the Goodyear hotline helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. I want to ask you about LeBron James doing what he's doing at the age of 36 um, Tom Brady, we just saw win a Super Bowl at the age of 43. Now, you played your last NBA game at the age of 32. We're, we're living in an entirely different time right now, but I just wonder, do you believe that we need to adjust, all of us, need to adjust our idea of what constitutes old in sports? 100% we do. Um, and, and the reason why is because, A, uh, nutrition is better, training is better, and, and the athlete... Um, you know, him and herself are, are better. Uh, so we, what, what used to be um, in the NBA professionally, um, in the NBA and also I would say in the NFL, you really only had a 10-year career. Uh, the last two or three years that you were hanging on, uh, you were just hanging around to get paid to fill out your contract. But, you know, those peak years, um, you know, for an athlete, uh, normally was from, you know, 19 to 30. By the time you got 31, 32, it was down the hill. Uh, nowadays, uh, the way players and, and teams and everyone else is looking at conditioning and training, uh, you, can, you can easily look at, you know, extending those pro careers another 10 to 15 years um, of excellent play because of, you know, medicine and everything else that's happening. Let's just go about the diet piece of this. That's fascinating. I remember, and now we're going back a long ways, but you're playing for the Pistons and I'm covering a game and I'm in the locker room about two hours before a game and Mahorn, Rick Mahorn, <laughs> has a cup of coffee like, like, I mean, like the size of your head and he has a, a, one of the ball kids or someone who's working in the locker room, bring him over. What had to be, I promise you I'm not exaggerating, what had to be 10 packets of sugar, maybe more, yeah, and just dumping yeah, it all yeah. in the coffee. And that's kind of what guys would use. That, that was what constituted like something that would get you ready for the game, as opposed to now where there's all this science that would give you whatever hydration and electrolytes and all that kind of stuff before a game. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Exactly. We, we had no... We had no idea uh, or any concept of how our body truly works. Um, so while we while we thought caffeine and, and sugar uh, gave us that 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 energy high, where we would we would really, you know, blow it out in the layup line, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the layup line, we would be sweating and dunking and everything else. And then by the time the second quarter came, you were like, "Hey, man, I." I need something to eat. I'm, I'm like, I'm like hungry. I'm, you know, you have an energy drop. So, you know, think about how athletes used to eat, um, where everyone was 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 about eating red meat. Everyone was about eating steaks, loading up with pancakes, pasta, and everything else. It's and it's totally different now. Uh, so, the understanding of the body and how your body works 
and how you can maintain it, that science, that knowledge has, you know, definitely extended the, the playing uh, careers of, uh, of the athlete today. I think it's a really interesting part of this. You, you show Tom Brady a plate of pancakes, he would lose his mind. <laughs> Just lose his mind <laughs> completely. Greeny and Isaiah Thomas. All right, next order of business. What do we think of all these threes? The Nets took 43s last night. We had a team, I did the highlight yesterday. I think it was Utah took 45 threes in a game the other night. Um, you know, your season high for three-pointers in a season was 61. The game was so different back then. What do you think, do you like or not like all the threes they're shooting in the NBA game today? Well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I like, um, I like when all areas of the floor is being used. Uh, so I, you know, I, I like the, I like the mid range. I like the layup. Um, I like the creativity. I like the art of the game. I like the way Kyrie Irving plays the game. Um, you know, he shoots layups. He shoots mid range shots. He shoots a three point shot. He's good in all areas of the game. And he's beautiful to watch. Um, and Greeny, you you understand this when I say this. Um, the the way the league has marketed the game has totally shifted uh, because now the league markets and sells the jump shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when when we were playing and when I was playing, the the league marketed and sold the dunk. And it was about what you could do creatively in the air uh, that that no other human being really was capable of doing. So we sold the the sublime. We sold the the things like, oh man, did you see what Dr. J just did? Did you see what Michael Jordan just did? Mm-hmm. Did you see the big guys? How you know the the things that you normally wouldn't see uh, an everyday person do. That is what the NBA was all about. Now we sell the jump shot, and the jump shot every night is shown on television, and more people believe that they can play and shoot the jump shot than they ever thought that they could do the the, the creative things in the air that we used to sell. Now, I love the creativity. I love the things that you do in the air. I love the the breathtaking stuff that, you know, you will go to a game every single night and go, wow, I can't believe that this player just did that. Uh, but now every night, you know, we we see, like you say, 43-point shots. It's like, okay, I like that they make them, but does it really excite me to see a guy shooting a jump shot? I'm, I'm good with it, but, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people shoot jump shots. I haven't seen a lot of people do the stuff that, that Dr. J and Jordan – and, and those guys were doing in the air. I think, that, me, that's what, I, I think that's, that's right. That's what I You know, and the, the, Steph Curry makes it exciting, but generally he's one of very few who make it exciting to watch, and, and analytics has sort of stepped in here, and now we're getting this never-ending barrage of threes. I, I think it's something they will have to consider. Greeny and Isaiah Thomas. All right, one more thing. I do a feature here called Tell Me a Story. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. And here's the story I want you to tell. And this is something I've never asked you. I've interviewed you a million times. But we have never talked about March 30th, 1981. Indiana versus North Carolina National Championship game that night. You're the star on Indiana. 2.30 in the afternoon, a man named John Hinckley fires six shots at President Reagan. The president was hit and injured. 
The decision was not made until 30 minutes before tip-off to play the game. It had been sort of up in the air. I was a kid. I remember this happening. You obviously were on that team. Tell me about that day. What do you remember about March 30th, 1981? I I remember uh, all of us being uh, in the hotel room. Um, Randy Whitman, Ted Kitchum, Steve Risley, myself, and, and Jimmy Thomas. And we were watching the soap operas uh, during that mm-hmm. time. And I don't know if it was all my children or, or One Life to Live that we were watching. And and they said, we interrupt this program. Uh, and, and I'll never forget, Steve Risley goes, oh, shoot, the president's been shot. Mm. And And they come on and they say that, you know, you know, President Reagan has been shot, and and we all just sat there like, you know, in in, in disbelief. Uh, the the day goes on, and this is the beauty of Coach Knight. We never never thought that we wouldn't be playing that night. He kept us focused on the team that we were playing in North Carolina, the job that we had to do. And while there was a lot of talk around the game potentially being canceled, Coach Knight made sure that we understood that there was going to be a game and we were going to be ready to play. And and his ability, Coach Knight's ability to keep us focused in that moment and not only keep us focused in that moment, but not let us, outside of the moment is is the brilliance to me of, of playing for Coach Knight and what he was able to do with his teams mentally and how he always had us prepared to play. That was Bob Knight's second of what would ultimately be three championships. Isaiah Thomas led everybody with 23 points that night, five assists, four steals, and won the national championship on one of the most unforgettable days for so many different reasons that we have ever had. Uh, Isaiah, it's great to talk to you as always. Be well, and and, uh, we will check in again soon. Take care, and thanks for a few minutes here today. Thank you, and I look forward to talking to you again. All right, take care. That's Isaiah Thomas. Stay safe and healthy. Uh, You got it. You too. That's Isaiah Thomas, uh, who, again, I've said this a million times, okay, and it it is what it is. Isaiah Thomas is a player that, for whatever reason, is not remembered correctly. He's just not. Isaiah Thomas was so much better as a player, I believe, than most people give him credit for. If you were to separate the NBA into the little man, I put him in the category of the little man, okay? So the the guys I would put in his category would be Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, um, who are the other great little men that I'm thinking? I mean, I'm old enough to remember Nate Archibald, Tiny Archibald, still the only player ever to lead the league in scoring and assist in the same season. The, the little man. In my opinion, you, ha- you can take any of them you want. You take any other little man in NBA history on your team, and I'll take Isaiah Thomas on my team, and my team will beat your team. And that is not to disrespect anybody else. But you can have Iverson, you can have Nash. You can have. I mean, who am I forgetting? As guys, Stockton. I think Stockton might have been a little bigger, but you could have Stockton anyway. You can have Stockton. Stockton was a great player, great player, all time great. This is not to diminish any of them. You take Stockton. I'll take Isaiah Thomas, and my team will beat your team. 
I will tell you that right now. Isaiah Thomas, if, if he, I have stood next to him, Isaiah Thomas is five foot eleven. All right, I don't care what he was listed. I don't care what anybody says. And Isaiah Thomas, he said it in his Hall of Fame speech, and it's true. If he had been Michael Jordan size, Larry Bird size, he would have been the best player ever. He was that good, and he was nasty and mean, and the leader of that team. And you know they're not well remembered because those Pistons are kind of sandwiched between. The Celtics and Lakers of the 80s who had Magic and had Larry and then, you know, Michael's Bulls. But those Pistons were great teams and the NBA was unbelievable back then. And so there you have it. That's Isaiah Thomas with me here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Okay, next order of business. I'm sorry, what? what, what? I'm sorry, what, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? So this actually happened yesterday, but I didn't hear it until after we were done. Um, you know, the show that we have in the mornings here on, on ESPN Radio, KJZ, those guys are terrific, Keyshawn and Jay Will and Zubin. They had Ron Jaworski on, and it's been a long time since I've spoken to Jaws. Of course, he worked here at ESPN forever. I love Jaws. And he is a Philadelphia Eagles legend. And so he comes on there, and the conversation is about who's going to be the starting quarterback in Philly next year. And I don't think anyone is thinking Carson Wentz is even in that discussion. Ron Jaworski took it a whole different direction. If you ask me just on a pure talent perspective, I think it's Carson Wentz, but that is is not how this has played out. I believe that he has tremendous God-given talent. Jalen Hurts played well in four games, but I just don't think the sampling is big enough to say, yeah, Jalen Hurts should be the quarterback. Go to camp. Let two guys battle it out. Isn't that what competitive sports is all about? See, that the answer to that question is yes, but not in this case. Because if there is one thing that we have seen from Carson Wentz, it is that I don't think he can handle that. Now, I had Torrey Smith on Get Up With Me today, and he was terrific, by the way. Um, and he was on the Eagles in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl with Wentz most of the year, and then Wentz gets hurt, and Nick Foles winds up winning it. And he is a big believer in Wentz, and he had great things to say about Wentz and said he believes that Wentz is sort of justified in being upset with the Eagles organization and will have success wherever it is he goes next. But here's what I would say. If Wentz was so thrown by them drafting a quarterback in the second round in Jalen Hurts, I would just ask, juxtapose that with how Aaron Rodgers handled the Packers trading up to take a quarterback in the first round. And before you say, well, Carson Wentz isn't Aaron Rodgers, I will say he's paid like he is. He's paid to be. It is fair to talk about players' contracts when we talk about their production because that's the reality of it. You don't pay a quarterback $100 million guaranteed dollars to be good. You pay him to be your franchise. And has he given you any reason to think he can do that? Now, you can point to a million different things that have gone wrong there that are not his fault. All of the injuries, which I'm never going to blame a player for, even if some of them come from his somewhat more reckless style with the football in his hand. That is part of what makes him special. Some of it has come from the offensive line deteriorating from being one of the best in the league to being one of the worst. Some of it has come from not having great weapons. But did you watch the way Deshaun Watson played last year on what was maybe arguably the worst team in the league? He was unbelievable. And before you say, well, Carson Wentz isn't Deshaun Watson, yes, he's supposed to be. That's who he's supposed to be. So I don't think you can bring the two of them back because I just don't think it works. I think the fit there, Carson Wentz is the guy who, when they took him out of the starting lineup, 
absolutely just fell apart and immediately was telling everyone. He made good and sure that the whole world knew that he wanted out of there. Then they fired the coach, and he still hasn't changed his stance on that. He still hasn't said a word about it publicly. And it is just inarguable that however mediocre that team was around the quarterback, they were better with Jalen at quarterback than they were with Carson. That's All you have to do is watch and see that. So this has nothing to do with whether Carson Wentz can be a great quarterback. If he winds up in Indianapolis, he'll be great. Because any average quarterback will look great in Indianapolis. They've got everything right. They've got a great offensive line. They play their games in a dome. They've got good weapons on the outside. They've got two good running backs. They have a Super Bowl caliber defense and a great coach. You don't need to pay a guy $110 million guaranteed dollars to do that. You put a great quarterback on that team, they should win the Super Bowl. They're that good around him. So if he goes there, of course he's going to be great. But the great ones elevate what is around them. And I don't think we've seen that. I mean, Carson Wentz, when he was at his best, let's face it, was on a team that was so good that they won the Super Bowl without him. That's what happened. So I think people think that I don't like Carson Wentz. A, I don't know Carson Wentz at all. And I think he does have a lot of talent. But I do think that he has mishandled that situation. I I don't think it was well handled at all. I understand the frustration. And I would love to talk to Jaws at some point about this. I don't think they can bring them back. Because, yes, the idea of two guys competing is what sports in theory is supposed to be. But I think you need to have the right people to do it. In this case, I think you have at least one of them who is the wrong person. And there's also something kind of magic about Jalen Hurts, something kind of special. You want to talk about about a guy who's handled things unbelievably well. Look how he handled losing his job in Alabama. What happened in Oklahoma and coming in here to Philly and just doing his thing as best he can. So I think that kid has a little something special. He doesn't have nearly the talent. But there's a lot more to playing quarterback in the NFL than talent. So I was interested in hearing Jaws say that, and I do think it was worthy of an I'm sorry what, because he is the first person I've heard say it. And by the way, everyone I talk to insists it isn't going to happen anyway. Carson Wentz is going to get traded at some time in the next three weeks. All right, coming up again, I will wish you a very happy Michael Jordan's birthday. I believe that should be a national holiday, if not an international holiday. I believe Michael Jordan's birthday should be a global holiday. And coming up next, if you feel as I do, you will not want to miss today's green list. I promise. That's next. Back with Michael Jordan next on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around Different stressors, I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. On Again, happy Michael Jordan's birthday. I believe that it should be not only a federal holiday, but a global holiday. I'll remind you, if you miss any of the show, any time here, which I'd love you to hang out with me for two hours every single day on the radio, but if you get busy with something else, you can always catch up. It's a podcast. They take each hour. They make it its own individual one-hour podcast. It's called Hashtag Greeny. You can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast. All right, here we go. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, there was never any question that today's Green List was going to be Michael Jordan-centric on this, Michael Jordan's 58th birthday. And so I'm going to present for you my five favorite Michael Jordan notes. There are so many things about him that you know. There are some you may not. Let me tell you five things about Michael Jordan you may not know. Number five. Michael Jordan currently polls, currently, as the most popular athlete in America. He played his last game 18 years ago. But when they poll this stuff and they ask, who is your favorite athlete? Michael Jordan is consistently number one in America. 18 years after his final game. Go back and find another athlete who ever did that in this country. I wish you good luck. Number four. All right, and number four is, I think this actually might be the most impressive. I want to take you to the year 1987-88. Michael Jordan was named the Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA. Best defensive player in the year. He averaged 35 points a game on offense that season. The next closest to that ever amongst players who won Defensive Player of the Year was Hakeem Olajuwon, who once averaged 27 points a game. So Michael Jordan averaged eight points per game more than any other player ever to win Defensive Player of the Year. Michael Jordan in the late 80s was the best player that ever lived, and it wasn't close. Number three. Number three. Michael Jordan in the years 1994 and 95 put together the most unique 30-30 seasons ever. Because in one season, he had 30 steals for the Birmingham Barons. And in the next, he had 30 steals for the Chicago Bulls. Good luck finding someone else who's ever done that. Like today's green list, my top five Michael Jordan Number two. notes. All right, this one, you got to follow me, but it's spectacular. In the entire history of the NBA, there have been three seasons in which a player did all of these things, had at least 100 blocks, 200 steals, and 300 assists and rebounds. Okay, so accumulating those stats, blocks, steals, assists, and rebounds. There have been three such seasons in NBA history. Michael Jordan is responsible for two of those three, and he led the league in scoring in both of those seasons. So in two of the three seasons in history, in which someone had 100 blocks, 200 steals, 300 assists, and three rebounds, Michael Jordan was the one who did it, 
And he led the NBA in scoring both years. You want to argue against Michael Jordan with me? I wish you good luck. Number one. And finally, number one. And this is the best one. And if you know anything about me, you'll know why I put this number one. What are my two least favorite words in sports? Load management. Michael Jordan won six championships. Brandon, I'm looking at you. In those six seasons, how many games in the regular season do you think he missed? In six seasons, a combined total of six. He missed six regular season games in those six seasons. And one, he was suspended for punching a guy. For context, this season alone, Joel Embiid has missed six games. Kawhi Leonard has missed six games. Paul George has missed nine. Kyrie Irving has missed 10. And Kevin Durant has missed 11. I understand there are extenuating circumstances. But Michael Jordan played. He showed up on a Tuesday night in February in New Jersey and acted like that game was game seven of the NBA Finals. And if we had a little more of that going on right now, we'd be having a little different conversation. So Michael Jordan is not only the greatest player that ever lived and the greatest player there will ever be, but those are five notes. Michael Jordan, part of this game is just about showing up and playing, and that's it. And so I thought I would tell you a story. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. Yeah, you know that I, I covered Michael for six years, home and road. I was around him, baseball and basketball. I mean, the one year that it was in baseball. And I don't have time to tell my favorite story because I, I went longer with the green list than I meant to. But I thought that was worth doing. I'll tell you the dribbler story a little bit later. I will tell you then because I only have a moment here to do it. Another of my favorite Michael Jordan stories. So Jordan comes back from baseball, March of 95. Plays a couple of games, and he was good, but he hadn't really put it all together yet. But it was still the biggest story in the world. I'm covering the team, home and road. We go on the road here to New York City. He's playing at the Garden. Michael Jordan, that's the legendary double nickel game. He scored 55 points, and he winds up winning the game on a pass to Bill Wennington for an uncontested dunk. But I'm walking into the arena. The, the, the media entrance of Madison Square Garden is on the 8th Avenue side, like 8th Avenue and 33rd Street. I'm walking in the media entrance to cover that game, and I've got my press credential in my hand. And some guy, as I remember, it was raining, so I'm kind of moving quickly. And there's a guy, there's people standing outside constantly. And a guy looks over me. He has no idea who I am. He just sees my credential. And he yells, hey, I'll give you 5000 bucks for your media credential. So I watched that game from a bar across the street, and it is one of the great memories that I ever have in my entire life. Now, that story always gets a good laugh. And now, because we live in such a ridiculous world, I feel a need to explain that I'm joking. I was offered the five grand. I reluctantly turned it down. Back in a flash. Happy birthday, Michael. Greeny, the podcast.